0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Based on what I shared last week, if you didn't listen to... Um, this is our, what is this, our third or our fourth? This is number four. If you haven't listened to these, go to the website or the app and download and listen to them. They're free. Just Just listen to it. Listen to it and... And get what God is saying right now about the Holy Spirit and how vital that our connection to the Holy Spirit, our awareness of the Holy Spirit, our our daily yielding to the person of the Holy Spirit in our lives, how vital that it is to our success. That The problem on the planet has nothing to do with governments. The problem on the planet is the lack of awareness of the Holy Spirit in us or people believing that you could actually have that. That's the problem on planet Earth. Because the Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. And I know He lives in me. I know that. I know that my human spirit. My human spirit is one with the Holy Spirit and if I live my life connected to Him and not moved by everything else in life if I stay connected to Him I get all my answers for anything I do from Him then my outcome will be the result of the outcome it would be if Jesus was doing it. But the problem has been That's not what we trusted in because we haven't spent enough time learning how to yield to Him and how to receive from Him. And so, during this series, a number of times, we're going to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and tonight's one of those nights. I used to be very quick to just pray for anybody to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but... What I realized was, all through the Bible, that people were taught about the Holy Spirit first, so that they could know what they were receiving. And so, tonight, we are here to pray, not just for people that have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but those who have, that want a continual infilling of that Spirit. And our foundational Scripture found in Ephesians 5 and verse 17 says this, and I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. It says, Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I I said to you last week that, that the comparison with the Holy Spirit and wine or alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be whatever it is, what, whatever, whatever outside source that you're turning to for answers, he's just saying, don't do that. Yeah. He said, that'll ruin your life. And that won't give you what you need. Yeah. Holy Spirit's the one that gives us what we need. And I mean, and he's, I mean they know high like the most high. That's right? Yeah. right? They're not a high like him. Yeah. Right. But you say, yeah, 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 I've heard that, you know, like, that, like that's some Christian cliche. But I'm telling you, I've been on the other stuff. And the high I get from him is nothing. The, the, the high out there that I was on for many years is nothing compared to the high that I get from him. But it had to be developed because I had to believe that it was real and that it was accessible for me. I could access it in my life. I could receive from him, and he could fill me up. And that's the benefit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. You've never been prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Or if you have been and you've not received Tonight's a great night. Or maybe you have been and you've prayed at different times and yet you know, you're, you're just not continuing in it. It, it. You have to continue in it to be accustomed to it to get from it what you're going to get. There's a number of things in the last three sessions that we've talked about that, that comes from praying in the Holy Ghost. You're, it, you, you build yourself up in your most holy faith you get understanding and truth about things that you wouldn't get apart from that. Right. See, because when you're born again, you n- n- understand, and I'm just saying this just to be clear, okay, if you're born again, Holy Ghost is inside of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's right. inside of you. What we're talking about is Holy Ghost coming on you. Yeah. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, things happen And what we're reading tonight are the different evidences of the Holy Spirit coming on and people praying in other tongues. That's what happens. So, in this first verse that we're talking about, he said, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And he wasn't like talking about a business or buying this or doing these things. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. He said, "What the Lord wants you to do is not be drunk with wine or be consumed with any outside source that is taking play, the place of your connection with the Holy Ghost." He said, "Don't." And, and he just used wine because that was that was like their whatever you want to call it, drug of choice in their day or whatever, or, or or drink of choice, because that will ruin your life when you put your dependency on something other than the Holy Ghost. You want to have a glass of wine? Have a glass of wine. He's not talking about having a glass of wine. What he's talking about is don't allow yourself to turn to outside sources, and if you do, he wants to teach you how to get rid of those sources over time but you, you're not going to get rid of those sources if you don't replace it with something that's the real source. Yeah, that's right. And when you get the real source, then it's real easy to let the other stuff go. Yeah. But you've got to maintain the real source so that you don't go back over time having to go back because the real source isn't giving you what you need because you're not spending time with the real source. So you have to continually be being filled. It's not something that just you get filled one time. Because the infilling is the releasing of the Holy Spirit that's already on the inside. There's not two spirits. There's one spirit. There's two different experiences. And we're going to see that in the scriptures that we read tonight. <clears throat> um, Acts chapter 2, we've read this kind of a foundational scripture in this series. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, and we talked about what that was in the series. That's why, if you're not here, you missed a lot of leading up to this. It'd be good for you to just listen to it. But he said, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty wind. This wasn't just a little breeze. This was like a, like a hurricane-force wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. There's three things that you have to see about this, and you're going to see it in every passage that we read tonight, okay? Three things that you have to see. You know, if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're timid about praying for other people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this message tonight will give you the tool. You can go back and listen to this over and over and over and build the confidence in you in being able to share it with someone else. Because it has nothing to do with you except the fact that if you're praying for somebody, you just have to believe it's real. That's it. Nothing else. It's for anybody to pray for someone else. It's for everybody to receive. The, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues is for everybody. That's right. Not everybody receives it. Okay? Doesn't mean you're not going to heaven. Doesn't mean God hates you or doesn't like you. or Doesn't mean any of those kind of things. It just means what you're lacking is... A supernatural ability to understand things that your natural mind is not going to understand without being able to draw from your conscience what the Holy Spirit is trying to give you. See, your natural mind always bases something on what you see. See, Joey might be sitting there tonight and maybe he's got a frown on his face. Gosh, he's tired and maybe I'm boring him with my message tonight. You know, my natural mind, I used to do that when the first few years I pastored, you know, I mean, it was like if somebody, everybody wasn't excited, then I took it personally, you know, and I said, learn, it doesn't matter. I'm bringing the Word, and I like to hear myself preach it. (laughs) Hmm? And and nobody's going to, nobody wants to receive anything out of it. That's their choice, but I'm bringing what God gave me. I'm not bringing what I think is good. This is what he thinks is so. Can you say amen to this? So, there's three things here that are vital to you understanding the purpose behind receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Here it says that the tongues of fire came upon them. Everybody say, upon. When you get born again, Spirit of God is now within you. Born again is one experience. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is another experience where the Spirit of God comes upon. Amen. Second thing is, it says, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and who began to speak with other tongues? Who? Who spoke with tongues? They did, right? The individual people spoke with tongues. But where did the tongue come from? Number three is, as the Spirit gave them utterance. So where is the Holy Ghost in regards to your salvation? He's, well, He's everywhere, but He's inside of me, yeah. right? He's everywhere. And, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm with Jesus because of what Jesus did for me. I'm with Him at His right hand. Well, I thought you're here in Kerrville, Texas, standing behind the pulpit tonight. I am, but I'm there too, because He said, I'm seated with Him in heavenly places but the Holy Ghost is inside of me so the utterance comes from inside of me from the per- the Holy Spirit my human spirit we talked about this the first week that we taught on this my human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one when my human spirit is being developed because I'm allowing it to okay then I'm learning how not to make choices and judgments based on what I see with my eyes and I hear with my ears, but what I hear internally. And the ability to be able to do that, okay, comes from an understanding of what His purpose is on the inside of me. He's been sent here to help me. He's been sent here to reveal all truth to me. He's been sent here to give me the truth about everything that I face, right? right? He's been sent here to be a comfort to me. How how, how many know that there's many things that he's been called to do? But he can't do that if we live our lives, if we are just born again and we live our lives moved by everything we see and everything that we hear. I'm talking about in the natural. The difference is when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit and you begin to pray in other tongues, you begin, to have the, or you begin to see the development of an understanding of things that have nothing to do with the way things appear to be. That's right. It has to do with everything that He says is so. So the three things that are important right here is, number one, Holy Spirit came upon them. Number two, they spoke, but they spoke from the utterance that came from within them. Amen? Okay. So let's just see that in operation in the Scriptures tonight. And we're going to start in Acts, or well, that, that one's the first one, and then the next one is in Acts chapter 8. I'm just going to start reading, and then we're jumping right in the middle of a story here, but, but I, I don't want to read the whole story, but, but I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. Now, when the apostles, uh, starting with verse 14. Now, when the apostles were at Jerusalem... When when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the Word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. So, receiving the Word, they received the Word at Samaria, they received the Word, and as a result of receiving the Word, they got born again. Yeah. So, here he said... They sent Peter and John because what all they had done was they received the Word and got born again, and then they received the Holy Spirit. For as yet, he had not fallen upon them. Everybody say, upon them. Upon them. Okay? Separate experience from being born again and Holy Spirit coming inside of you. Do you see that? Yes. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands on may receive the Holy Ghost. Well, Simon was a sorcerer. It's not, he's not not talking about Simon Peter right there. This is Simon, a sorcerer, who was making a lot of money fortune-telling. He was making a buku of money. Well, he sees Philip comes to Samaria, and he sees Philip pray for people, and he starts seeing miracles happen, and the Bible says he believed. When the Bible says somebody believed, talking about salvation, that means they got born again. So this guy got born again, but he's still got some stuff in the back of his mind thinking about this is a money-making venture. Hmm? We can get some Holy Ghost stuff, and we can make some bucks right? Well, Peter goes on, and we don't have to read about it, but he goes on and rebukes him for that. But the guy said, "Pray." They, <laughs> Peter not only rebukes him, but tells him all these things are going to happen to him if, that, if this is the way he views, like merchandising the kingdom of God. And he comes to Peter and says, Peter, pray for me that none of these things will happen to me. And we know through church history, this guy got truly, was born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, and turned his whole life around. That's what happens. But you see here that there was one experience of them believing. They received the baptism of the Holy Spirit after they believed, and then they were baptized in water. Actually, so three separate experiences. Next chapter over Acts chapter 9, starting with verse 17. And this is the story about, the, the, about Saul who became the Apostle Paul that we know of in the Bible and, and how he persecuted the church and all that went on and his D- Damascus Road experience where he had a face-to-face with Jesus and scales were across his, across his eyes and he couldn't see. He wasn't blind. People think he, he went blind. No. There were scales across. It was like there was something like this. He couldn't see, but he wasn't blind. There were scales, okay? So God comes to Ananias and says, look, this is what I want you to do with Paul. And Ananias says, yeah, but uh, what about... uh, Ananias had a vision, and and, and God said he wanted him to go and pray for him. Yeah, but this is a bad dude. This guy's been killing Christians, and you want me to go and pray for him? Yeah, I've called him. And there's an anointing on his life. So Ananias did what God said. Can you say amen to that? And and in verse 17, it says this. And Ananias went his way, and he entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and... Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, would you think that being face-to-face with Jesus... Sorry, my cord got twisted. <laughs> I'm blowing my nose and then twisting my cord. <laughs> it got stuck over my shoulder. There we go. Now I got it. Um, so, so, do you think being having a face-to-face experience with Jesus... There could be some salvation involved. You know what Paul, you know what Paul said? Who are you, Lord? <laughs> he called Jesus Lord face to face with Him. He got born again. And Ananias was coming to lay hands on Him for the scales to be removed and for Him to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, look what it says. Immediately, there fell from His eyes something like scales… And he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. It doesn't say that he prayed in other tongues, but we know, you go look in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and about verse 17, somewhere in there, it says, I thank God that I pray in tongues more than you all. Where did he get that? Right there. Right there. Right there he got it. This is a guy been killing Christians, okay? He's been killing Christians. Christians in the name of his God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's been killing Christians. And Jesus says, you're my man. You're going to the Gentiles. You're going to help see people saved, healed, and delivered, and set free. And, and all, all Saul said, who became Paul, was, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. They laid hands on him baptized in the Holy Ghost, started praying in other tongues. If Paul had done everything that he'd done, received like that, is there re- any reason in here that anybody else shouldn't receive like that? Anybody in here? Well, we won't go into that. Anyway. Amen? Amen. Um, next chapter over, chapter 10. <clears throat> and I'm going to start reading in verse 42 of Acts chapter 10. And this is about the first Gentiles. Thank God that these guys got born again because that's us, yeah. right? That's, we're, we're the engrafted Jews. We're the Gentiles, it, unless you're, a, unless you're a, a Jew and you were born a Jew and, and you're of that Jewish heritage, you know. But now we've been engrafted, we've been adopted, and we've been engrafted, in it, and we're as much a Jew as the Jews are. That's right You understand? But the Jews aren't as much connected to God as we are. Listen to me, if you don't accept Jesus. He's no respecter a person. They still have a covenant with God. Don't mistake it. I'm not, don't mistake that, what I'm saying. But we're more connected because of the blood of Jesus. And the Jew is in a supernatural way if they choose to accept it. But they have to accept it. They don't get some ticket in because they're a Jew. There's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, nothing, no, no, no respecter or person. God honors now faith through the blood of Jesus. Yes. Amen? And that's the way we receive. And that's what happened here. Vision that Cornelius had, vision that Peter had, Peter goes to Cornelius' house, he's preaching the Word and all this kind of stuff is going on, and this is what happens starting in verse 42. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and dead, to him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. And he's preaching to Peter's family, okay? And he's preached to them, and he just talked to them about salvation, and and in the next breath, watch this, you're not going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit unless you're born again. But it doesn't take another three seconds after you're born again to be able to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because that's what happened right here. He preaches to them. They get saved. Watch. And then he, in, in the next verse, in verse 44, it says, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit did what? Fell upon. There again, Holy Spirit within, salvation, Holy Spirit with on, upon, and upon us, baptism of the Holy Spirit. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. The Jews. They were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles. Say, that's me. That's me. Also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can anyone forbid water? So they got saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost, and then baptized. Many times people get saved, they baptized, and then they get prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues doesn't matter. Salvation is not, you know, the second step. I mean, baptism, water baptism, is not the second step to salvation. A person gets born again one day, and they pass away the next day, and they weren't water baptized, (laughs) they're in heaven. The only way to heaven through Jesus Christ is to believe that what He did was real. Can you say amen to that? Amen. <clears throat> then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? <laughs> just as we have. Yeah. So tonight, I'm going to lay hands on whoever comes and stands up here. You're going to come up here and, and, and have several things that I'm going to say before we do this tonight because I want every person to understand that everybody in here could be prayed for if it's right for you to be prayed for tonight. You you just have to choose to do it. You have to choose. You have to believe that it's right for you to receive tonight. You understand? No pressure. This isn't a a pressure night. We're not trying to force you to do something. But even if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you pray in other tongues. God wants to increase your tongues. He, He wants you to continually be being filled. Because the more you are, I've been saved for 45 years this year. I was saved. Um, And when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I prayed in other tongues. I had a certain tongue. I have a part of that today. But about five, maybe a half a dozen times through the years, I've increased as I've received uh, I've laid hands on myself to receive an increase, to be being filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not, it's, not a, it's not being baptized in the Holy Spirit initially again because it's not working for you, it's increasing in it. I mean, a person that speaks in your own language, you're a little baby, you, you, you start out with certain words, but you increase, do you not? Same way with praying in the Holy Ghost. And 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 I, I just have to say, I'm not criticizing anybody or looking at anybody or thinking of it. I just think the church missed that through the years. I don't think the church has emphasized that enough that it's something that can continually increase in your life because of what you and I need on a day-to-day basis from the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 14 that we read in, in over the last couple of weeks, 1 Corinthians 14 that says that... When you pray in an unknown tongue, your mind is unfruitful, okay? So when you begin to pray in other tongues, fruitfulness begins to come to your mind, and then you begin to pray and speak and have understanding of the things the Holy Spirit is showing you. That's why it's so important. That's why it's so vital that we understand it, learn to yield to it, and, and develop it on a daily basis. You need to be developing this till you step over into the other side in heaven. That's right. You need to be developing this until we step over there. Listen, when you step over on the other side, you're really not going to need this. Because you're face to face. You understand? Yeah. You're really not going to need it. Here, there's the resistance to our faith. Yeah. You need this like I'm telling you, you need this more, you need anything. You need this more than you need money. That's right. You need this more than you need natural food. Well, I don't know, Pastor, I get hungry a lot, but I'm just saying. You need this. And the more we develop this and the stronger we get in this and the more understanding that we have, then we become the ones on our daddy's planet that are in control. Because Psalm says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness. Earth is not owned by a billionaire or a trillionaire. Earth isn't owned by a Democrat or a Republican. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness. Can you say amen to that? And we've got to be exercising that authority in our lives on a day-to-day basis, Acts 19 and verse 1. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And, and that's, who, that's where we, our foundational scripture, Ephesians 5 and 17, that's where he was. And, and, and that's who he was writing to When he was saying, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. You see. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, what does the believe mean? When you got born again, did you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? That's what he's saying here. So they said to him, we've not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on Him who would come after Him. That is on on Christ Jesus. So, you know, they they believed. They were baptized in water, okay, Uh, with a baptism of repentance, but to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you see their salvation right here. And he said... When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. Now, the men were about 12 in all. There were 12 people there in all. Multiple people that received. There were multiple people on the day of, the, on the, the day of Pentecost that received, probably I mean, at least the 82 were there on the day of Pentecost, but probably another 300 were there. More than likely closer to 500 people that received on the first day. Anybody can receive. Anybody can receive whenever they are ready to say, Lord, I will speak. I thank you for giving it to me so that I can release what you give to me. And that's Listen to me. That's all there is to it. If you, you know, and, and, and it's just, you know, some of the infancy of the church and the first few years that I was born again, you know, we would have Holy Ghost meetings or Holy Ghost services or Holy Ghost altar calls where people would come up, you know. And, and and so much of it was about an outward manifestation of something happening through the person praying. You know, like if somebody's standing up here and they lay hands on them, that they all fall out. When you're being baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of praying in other tongues, it, you're not really doing a whole lot of good laying on your back. I'm not saying you can't, and that that doesn't happen, you know? I mean, I've seen lots of people do that, and they're praying in other tongues, right? But if you're there receiving from God, a lot of times it's not so much, and it's not so much about how hard you hit somebody, you know? I mean, that kind of a thing, it's, it's not about that. It's about the faith of one being released and accepted by the faith of another. And God being the key ingredient. Holy Ghost inside of us being the key ingredient. See, if it works for me and it benefits me, I want you to have it more than you have any idea. And you're that way too. If you, re- if you really believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you really develop it and you're exercising it, you want people to have it because of the way it's benefiting you. I, I don't want this series that we're doing, and we'll be on it till we're done, till God says we're done. But I don't want it just to be a series to just give you information. I want there to be impartation. And I want you to be confident about praying for other people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because people need it. And it's not weird, and it's not freaky, and it's not anything. It's natural. But you have to do the speaking. You have to do it. Amen? Now, this passage in, well, I said I was ending with that. I I didn't mean that. (laughs) I lied. No. I'm ending with this because this tells you exactly what to do. And it's found in Luke chapter 11. These are Jesus' words about the Holy Spirit. And it's very simple. So I say to you, this is Jesus saying Jesus, the head of the church, is saying this. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it will be open. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, Will, he, will the father give him a stone? Absolutely not, is the answer to that question. Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? Absolutely not. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Absolutely not. Right? Right? I'll just ask you fathers and mothers, would, if, if your child asks you for any of these things, would you give him the thing that he mentioned? Give my child a snake or a scorpion? Huh? I step on scorpions. Huh? And I use nine irons to cut the heads off of snakes. (laughs) If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give what? He'll give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. And what we've been talking about, what the whole book of Acts talks about, is when he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he's talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. It's a born-again experience. Thank God for the born-again experience. But he's talking about what John had prophesied, the one that would come later, and he would baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. And that happened on the day of Pentecost, and then it happened in all these stories that we've just got through reading and it's ha- it happened to me, how many it's happened to you before? Just lift your hands if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost and you pray in other tongues, okay? So it happened to all of us that lifted our hands, and all that happened to us is what happened to them. And, and, and you know where it first started? Is the passage we read in the first message we talked about when Jesus was baptized in the Holy Ghost. He didn't do anything in his earthly ministry until he was baptized with the Holy Ghost. So, Pastor, you're saying that Jesus prayed in other tongues? If he didn't, then I don't have to. Because Jesus, I mean, Jesus can do whatever Jesus wants to do, but when Jesus came to the earth, he didn't come to the earth to become the Son of God, he already was. He came to the earth to be the manifested son of man. Our elder brother, the leader, he said, the works that I did, you'll do, in even greater works because now I've gone to the Father. I've done everything that could be done, and I did it without any sin. And you're not guilty, and I've forgiven you of everything, and my blood has done the work, and now you're in a position, if you'll allow the Holy Ghost to do what the Holy Ghost did in me, to do it in you, then the same things will work. So if Jesus didn't pray in other tongues, then I don't have to. Because he came here for me. But that would mean, well, you know, that was a hocus pocus show on the day of Pentecost. And then what about the, uh, the deal with the sorcerer guy, you know? And then what about the deal with the Apostle Paul? He thanks God that he prays in tongues more than all of us. And then what about Cornelius, the the first guy that prayed in other tongues, baptized in the Holy Ghost, prayed in other tongues, who is a Gentile, not a Jew, who is kind of our elder brother. (laughs) He went before us, right? And then what about in Acts chapter 19? And all those that receive. then, Then is all that bogus? No. But it all started when Jesus was baptized by the apostle John in the water and came up out of the water with holy ghost power. And he went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil why? Because God was with him and on him. That's right. Yeah. And so so it's the same with us. Thanks for listening to today's episode.